Welcome to another episode of Bourbon Beards and Belvedere's. I'm Adam. I'm Paul. Today we've got another beard product, another cigar, and another bourbon to talk about. Um, before we get into bourbon of the week, Paul, what are you uh, what are you starting out with? What are you warming up with over there? I just poured some Old Forester Hunterproof Rye. That's that is a price performer right there. Yep, this is one of my favorite ryes. Um, I think. I get it for like 27, 28 bucks a bottle, I think. It's uh it's just a great overall product. Um one of my favorite rides, like I said, I keep this in the house at all times. I heard some of our friends from Blue Collar talking about that at one point. I'd never had it. It was before COVID for sure. I was not much of a big rye drinker, but that was that was actually the ride that got me into rye whiskey. Um, and my appreciation for it was that old forester hundred proof. You know, like you said, 25, 28, 30 bucks, something like that. You can walk into Kroger and pick it up off the shelf nearly any day. It's easy to find, really easy to drink, and, and it's got a great, great flavor. Yep, absolutely. It's a little bit harder to find around me, but um, I work in Virginia, so I can get it in Virginia all the time. For whatever reason, just distribution in Maryland for not old, all Old Forster products, but just that bottle is um, sometimes hit or miss, which is weird. <laughs> that is weird. That's really weird. <laughs> I've never heard. I've never heard of anybody having problems finding that particular bottle. But you know, things are different all over the country, so um, distribution can can be kind of wonky. Yep. So, all right. Well, I am starting out with early times bottled and bond. Um. Couldn't really think of a better way to wake up my palate than just jumping straight into it. So this is bad boy by nature is coming in at a hundred proof. That is, I say by nature, that is by law, all bottle and bond, flat 100 proof, no higher, no lower in the bottle. Has to be aged at least four years. This is the pre-Sazerac sell-off. So it's the... Plastic twist-off cap. I'm not sure of the mash bill, to be quite honest. It is it is tasty. You know, a lot of people went out and they were panic buying this stuff whenever uh, wind of the, the Sazerac sell-off was going to happen. Mm -hmm. And from what I can tell or from, from what I've heard, because I, I haven't bought any of the Sazerac bottles, from what I've heard, it's pretty much the same flavor profile. So yeah. I'm guessing they didn't mess with the recipe too much, but they did change the cap on the bottle. So I believe uh, they, they acquired all of the, the distillate that was put towards that. So some of it, it may change eventually, but I think you might still be, be drinking the, the distillate that they bought. You, you might be right about that. I hadn't uh, I hadn't looked into it too hard, but uh, you you might be right about that. But that's a good another good budget bottle. That's just overall just real tasty pour. Yeah, if I'm if I'm looking it up, which I'm going to do right now, it is twenty six dollars for this one liter bottle. So twenty six bucks for a liter of one hundred proof whiskey. You can't really go wrong there, right? Exactly. High enough proof to stand up to anything you'd mix it with. It's not 
high enough dollar that you'd feel sick to your stomach actually mixing it with something. And uh, it's fairly readily available um, as long as, you know, as long as people around you aren't panic buying and trying to sell cases of it on the secondary market like they were doing there for a little while. So um, it's a great bottle. Uh, great tasting. It's, 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 um, it's not overly powerful. It's not as hot as some people might consider a hundred proof to be. It, it sips easier than that hundred proof. So it's, it's definitely worth the money. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny that, you know, in looking around to decide what I was going to start with, it didn't even occur to me. It must've been subconscious because early times bottled and bond the first time I ever had it, a friend of mine gave me a sample and I drank it and liked it and didn't pay attention to what it was he had written on the bottle. So when I went to the store, I actually ended up picking up this week's whiskey of the week, um, thinking that I was buying the sample that he had already given me. Mm -hmm. So in saying that, uh, this week's whiskey of the week is Evan Williams bottled and bond. It is one of my favorite budget pours. Again, it's 100 proof because by law, bottle and bond has to be 100 proof. Um, you can get a 175 of the Evan Williams bottle and bond for 30, 31 bucks. You can go buy this particular bottle for 18 bucks. They do come in a liter bottle for 26 bucks, but the particular bottle that I have here is a 750. I got a little bit of history on the man and the brand. So Evan Williams was a Welsh immigrant who settled in Kentucky and began distilling in 1783 in what is now Louisville, Kentucky. In 1797, he became the first wharf master in Louisville. So it made him easier for him to move his whiskey in and out. The mash bill is 78% corn, 12% malted barley and 10% rye. That comes from breakingbourbon.com. It is non-age stated and distilled by Heaven Hill. Uh, these notes also come from Breaking Bourbon. On the nose, you should get vanilla, caramel, and gingerbread. Yeah, on the nose for me, I definitely get that, you know, caramel, brown sugar. There's a, a slight little bit of nuttiness, too. Now, I get almost some, some savory notes, if that. Yeah, like earthy. Yeah. So I definitely get oak. I even get some citrus. A little yeah, bit of citrus. Little, little orange peel, maybe something like yep. that. Uh-huh. The, the notes from Breaking Bourbon on the palate are vanilla, caramel, burnt brown sugar, and black pepper. A little caveat here. Um, everybody's palate and you know your your olfactory senses, they're everybody's are a little bit different. So the gentleman that wrote these notes on breakingbourbon.com might have a, a totally different way of perceiving this particular whiskey. So we're just using these notes as a point of reference. So I'm gonna go ahead and have a little swig and see how I feel about it. Yeah. On the palate, I get vanilla caramel, but there's definitely like a, a wood, like a charred wood. I get a little bit of like cinnamon. Yep. And black pepper. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's got a spiciness to it. Mm -hmm. And a little bit of leather. I'm instantly reminded why this is one of my my favorite budget bourbons. Like I said, I can get this bottle, which I'm sure it's probably the same for or close to the same for Paul. Um, 18 bucks out the door at Total Wine 
right now, it is always on the shelf. I can go to Kroger. I can go to Total Wine. I can go to Liquor Barn. I can go to any of the little mom and pop stores around here. And non, none of them are going to have this marked up to a ridiculous price where it's unavailable to me. And it's always going to be on their shelves. It's not something that gets bought out, but there's lots of it. And part of that is because Heaven Hill produces so much whiskey. And thank God for it. It's just a fantastic bourbon for the price. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, absolutely. This one's any any list you find on the internet is you know it's titled best budget bourbons or you know price performers. This one, this bottle is always on everybody's list. Mm -hmm. so it's commonly thought of as you know just a great everyday affordable whiskey. And um, yeah, there's another one that I always have on hand at the house. You know, it's funny, like I said, uh, everybody's palate's different. And Paul and I both got some some oak on the palate. The gentleman that wrote the review for Breaking Bourbon got no oak on the <laughs> nose or the palate whatsoever. So, yeah, I feel like that that note carries through from the nose to the finish. I mean, that's one of the, if I, if I had to describe it in three notes, like a toasted or charred oak is going to be on the nose, palate, and finish for me. I definitely got it. I definitely got some oak there. Um, I could I could taste the char. It probably lends itself to a little bit of that that pepper spice too, or that 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 pepper flavor. I should say, it's it's not a high rye, but it, it sure has a lot more peppery feel to it mm -hmm. than something with such a low rye content should. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Uh, I get a little bit uh, on the finish. That's where I really. I know that the ride's there. I get a little bit of that, like anise or, you know, flavor that you typically typically get in rye whiskeys. So, but I only get that on the finish. But yeah, it does drink a little spicy, but not in a bad way at all. Uh, hands down, it's a buy every day, all day. Not something to uh, to pass up. You know, a lot of people, myself included, for a long time, saw the Evan Williams name and just walked on by. And uh, within the last 10 to 15 years, people started picking up on the Evan Williams single barrel, which is a Kentucky only release now. Um, and the bottled in bond. Um, I've got a bottle of the 12 year upstairs that I got at the distillery, the, the red label that's a export to Japan. Um, it's 101 proof and it is absolutely fantastic. It was it's way overpriced at the, at the distillery. There's there's no question about it, but I don't regret buying it. Um, I would buy another one for the same price just because I am a, a fan of Evan Williams. I even like the black label. I've gotten to where, you know, I like the the budget, the, the what the, was it 90 proof, I think? Um, black is 80 and it might be 80. The green is 90, I think. Yeah, I think you're right about that. It's, but it's, you know, it's, it's, um, Heaven Hill has become one of my favorite distilleries out there because all of their bourbons are quality. And I don't care if they sit on the bottom shelf or if you get some of their, you know, their Heaven Hill, the, 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 the 17 or the 20 or the 23, the distillery only releases the William Heaven Hill the Elijah Craig barrel proof 23, the 18 or what had all everything that I've everything. One of my favorite whiskeys of all time is the Elijah Craig barrel proof. 
made by Heaven Hill. I have three bottles sitting behind me right now. I have four more upstairs. I love it. I grab it every time I see it. 80 bucks for 120, 130 proof whiskey. Shit. It's it's easily one of the best uh values on the shelf. It's it's always full bodied and sweet and just wonderful. Elijah Craig is, is fantastic. Everything that Heaven Hill makes as far as bourbon goes is fantastic. The Shapiro brothers, they do great things with that company. It's the largest family-owned distillery in America, but it's I, I'm a very big fan of Heaven Hill. I'm a very big fan of Heaven Hill and a very big fan of Evan Williams. And it pairs very nicely with the, with the Cigar of the Week as well. Yep. Yeah, Heaven Hill, just about all the brands, like you were saying, were good. I Every time, I can't get it in Maryland, but every time I'm in Virginia, I try to grab uh, Virgin Bourbon for like 16 bucks. Just a great price performer. Um, I can't get it anymore. I think it's not distributed in Maryland at all. I think it might just be a Kentucky release. Uh, JTS Brown 100 proof. Oh, man. I've got a bottle sitting right. I've got a 175 sitting right next to me. I love it. Yeah, um, fantastic. I used to be able to get it all the time, and now it's not in Maryland or Virginia. It might be in D.C. I have to look into that. But uh, I would because the last that I heard, uh, some some folks that I know down in Nashville were still able to find it. Yeah, so D.C. is kind of like the wild, wild west for liquor. Um I like to walk in and sell a bottle to a store owner in D.C., I think. Is that right? Yeah, I think there's like two states where you're allowed to do that, and D.C. is one of them, I believe. Okay. But I'm pretty sure. Well, um, you can you can do it here. You can do it here in Kentucky as long as the purchaser has a vintage spirit license. Back to the JTS Brown, if you ever need a bottle, let me know. I'll get you one. Yeah, I might have to hit you up. I'm going to check D.C. next time I'm there, and I'll let you know. But, yeah, it's unfortunate that they you are coming to Kentucky next year, right? So, uh, you know, you could uh, easily stock up, but I will send you one to tide you over, send you a couple to tide you over until you get down here. Um, yeah, no, I might have to drive. I might actually have to drive, so I have enough room to take a good bite back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As I said, this this particular whiskey um, pairs quite well with, with Cigar of the Week, which is... Padron 1964 Anniversary Series, Principe Natural. Um, so one thing that we've been remiss in doing is, is giving a breakdown of details in cigars. So the first thing I want to do before we get into this cigar is talk about the cigar anatomy. Okay, so when you first look at a cigar... Just just looking at it from end to end. The end that you've got to cut off is called the cap. From where you cut it off to the band, which is, you know, the the little piece of the brand name and all that stuff. That's called the band. So from where you cut it off to the band is called the head. And then the very end of the cigar where you light it is called the foot. And everything between the band and the foot is called the body. But... In terms of the really important shit for the cigar, the outer layer is called the wrapper. The inner layer underneath the wrapper is called the binder, and the binder holds the tobacco or the filler together. 
So wrapper, binder, and filler is what we're going to concentrate on here. So with this cigar, the length is four and a half inches. The ring is 46, the measurement of 46. The wrapper, filler, and binder all come from Nicaragua. And oftentimes you'll see cigars that have one from Honduras, one from Nicaragua, one from Cuba, one, you know, just different places. But the, all three come from Nicaragua. It has a medium strength and a natural shade. So Padron cigars, the history behind them, the Padron family, they, they came to America from Cuba and began making cigars in Miami in 1964 as a brand that would appeal to the, the local community who could no longer purchase Cuban cigars. Today, Padron Cigars are a driving force in the premium cigar industry with their state-of-the-art factory that produces one of the top-rated or one top-rated blend after another. These exquisite cigars are blended from carefully aged tobaccos, many of which are grown on their fertile estates throughout the country of Nicaragua. All of that was taken from jrcigars.com. Again, we're not sponsored by jrcigars.com, uh, but if they want to sponsor us, we're open to it. Um, you can get a box of these of 25 ranging. Well, you can get a box of Padron cigars ranging from 280 to over $400, depending on which type you happen to get. So we've got some notes here, some, some tasting notes from jrcigars.com. Uh, they say you should get cocoa, sweet spice, coffee bean, and caramel. And I can say that after having sat with it for a minute, I can get some caramel, definitely some spice, maybe a little cocoa on the front end whenever I first draw it in, but not a whole, whole lot. And it's not terribly overpowering. It's got a good, soft uh, aroma. And I'm really enjoying it with this, uh, so much so that I poured another glass of the Evan Williams Bottle and Bond because they, they do go together very nicely. Yeah, it pairs very well with this bottom bond. Yeah, I get some of the same notes, but I get a little, like some toasted wood and black pepper um, from the cigar, which is which is nice. It pairs perfect with whiskey. So you get it, the wood now that you said that, yeah. Yeah, just a little bit. I don't know if it's because I'm drinking whiskey, if I would get that if I wasn't, but um, it, it pairs well. Uh, I was looking into the company a little bit too, and I saw kind of a fun fact that Jose Orlando Padron started Padron Cigars in Miami in 1964 with $600. Mm. <laughs> That's it, crazy. Yeah, and now the brand is, you know, one of the premier brands in the cigar industry. So, well, that's um, that's the definition of the American dream, right there. Come to America with barely anything, start a company and make something from nothing. Right. Absolutely. That's amazing. Hats off because this is, I, this is the first Padron I've ever had. You know, this is, this is nice. This is, it's like I said, it's not overpowering. Uh, I don't sit, I don't, I don't feel like I'm being smothered by the, by the aroma. It it's smoking evenly. It's not burning too fast on one side or the other. Um, and it's not, I'm not continuously having to relight it. Yeah, it's got a good burn, good draw. So overall, I mean, it's perfect, perfect cigar to sit on. I'm outside on the back porch, 
and uh, sit outside and drink a glass of whiskey and smoke a cigar. Sure. And this one, this singular cigar, I bought at Total Wine for 13 and some change. And I believe you said yours was somewhere in that neighborhood as well. Yeah, I think I paid a couple dollars more, but um, I think the price online where should be sold as is uh, 13 or 14 bucks, I believe. So definitely worth the money. Yeah. Um, maybe not necessarily a cigar you're going to smoke all the time because of the price, but something to be enjoyed every now and again. It's it's definitely worth the money. So yeah, absolutely. All right. So since we've got our beards properly soaked with cigar smoke, I'm going to move on to the beard oil. And the reason I say that is because this particular beard oil, the scent is tobacco vanilla. This is made by Nicholas Beard Works. The ingredients are jojoba oil, argan oil, sea buckthorn oil, rosehip oil, pumpkin seed oil, wheat germ oil, avocado oil, fractioned coconut oil, apricot kernel oil, almond oil, castor oil, essential oils, and vitamin E. So all of these are seemingly natural ingredients. The odor is fantastic. This is one of my favorite beard oils. It nourishes the beard well. It doesn't continue to come off your hands. It's not greasy. It, it makes my beard smell fantastic. My kids always tell me that it, my beard smells like cookies whenever I have this in my in my beard. And that's pretty often. I, I use the, this. Is, I think this is my third bottle. Um, I used to buy it from Amazon, but I seemingly don't sell it on Amazon anymore. No. Um, each one of these is handmade. Each bottle is handmade, handmade to order. The cool thing, at least about my bottle, it doesn't look like Paul's is so much like this. Different style. It's the same vanilla tobacco, mm -hmm. but um, I don't know if it's a different size. I think this is a one-ounce bottle, but, I mean, you can tell. I mean, the, the bottles are hand-dipped in wax, and the tops are from Surprise Maker's Mark. It hasn't suited me yet, but... Um, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Mine looks like a Maker's Mark slam dunk. Yeah, I mean, with the drip on yours, too, they, they better be careful. Yeah, <laughs> Mine can maybe get away with it because there's no drip, but with, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that drip is uh, off limits to anyone. Um, but, yeah, no, it's this is my first bottle of or product from Nicholas Beardworks, um, and I've been using it for, I don't know, four or five days now. Uh, it's quickly becoming one of my favorites. I mean, it's it's hands down just a really good beard oil. Um it goes in well. It's got a great sweet, um, it's bourbon and tobacco, but I do get that sweetness that really comes through. So I can see how your kids say it, it smells like cookies. It goes in well. It stays on. I put it in this morning after a shower. Here it's not greasy, but it's super soft. It's just overall, it's a very good product. I'm going to definitely have to get some more stuff from Nicholas Beardworks and uh, see how they go. Uh, they have a huge product offering on their website. I was surprised at how many products they actually sell. Um, so I'm definitely going to have to purchase a few different products. And if this is any any indication, I mean, this might become my favorite brand because uh, I've been I've been really pleased with it so far. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And and to Paul's point, as far as their their product line, I mean, they have beard balms they have beard oils they have uh beard and face repair oils they have 
that once a, I saw once a week beard treatments, which I don't even know what it what that is, but right, um, right, they, exactly. Uh, yeah, they had a wide product offering. They have yeah, they they have beard butter. They have um, they have uh, colognes. Um, I'm looking at this one, Nature's Gold Superfood for hair, beard, oil, and balm combo. And this is 80 bucks for the combo for for two ounces. And it looks like it's a, a beard balm and a beard oil, possibly. So it comes with a, a two-ounce custom skull bottle and a can for the balm. I mean, there's not a whole lot of history on their website as far as how the company was started or who it's run by, but, and they offer accessories like combs. They have a, a, an entire web or an entire section of their website dedicated to samples. You can get 10 milliliter samples for eight bucks just to see, you know, if, if you like, doesn't really have a, a, a way to select different types. So maybe the samples are random, but they've got a huge, number of uh scent profiles so apricot and peach dark date you know the the vanilla tobacco the and this is so that what i was looking for i went to Asheville, north carolina with my wife on our way back from our honeymoon and we stopped in this little spot and they happened to have some beard oil there and it was tobacco and vanilla and i didn't buy it but when i got back home i was like i gotta find i like that scent so much now this this wasn't exactly the same um because I found that it's pretty hard to capture the same scent from product to product even if the scents are supposed to be the same. Uh, even if they both say tobacco vanilla there's going to be some variance in the, in the scent. I found this on Amazon. I bought it and immediately I was like, "Well, I'm glad I didn't buy the other one cuz this is better." Like I said, I think this is my third bottle. It's easily one of my favorites. So yeah. it's, it's good stuff. Yeah. No, like I said before, I've been really impressed with it so far. Um, and just to circle back those, um, you got to check out their website because those skull custom skull wax dipped bottles that they have on there, they're pretty, pretty cool. They are. And, and when I was kind of looking up, trying to find some history of the brand too, which like you said, the website doesn't really give a good history. I know I, from one of the reviews, it sounds like a gentleman by the name of Alex, runs the company but i don't know much more past that but when i was looking up to see you know reviews and customer ratings and stuff like that on their products the majority of them that, that i found were for their colognes and getting nothing but five star reviews and stuff for their colognes on a bunch of different websites even even not just on their website but on youtube reviews and things like that so that's something i might have to check out too but um yeah seems like a pretty good company like like they have what they have is seems to be all natural a glass bottle you know i think they're doing it right so that's all to nicholas beard works yes sir absolutely great uh great stuff i'm i'm i didn't know about their their expanded line i've had this bottle for quite some time and i got this one on amazon when i looked at their website the other day i was i was amazed like you at how many products they actually offer so i am excited to to get back into their line and really look at some of their other stuff. That's it's not uh, ridiculously priced. Uh, I think this is, you can get this bottle. I'm not sure how many ounces it's probably two ounces, 35 bucks for two ounces, which is 
actually a really good deal. It sounds expensive when you, especially when you look at the size of the bottle, but when you look at the quality of the ingredients and how good it smells and how, how well it performs, mm-hmm. uh, in addition to the fact that beard oil goes a long way, a, a, a bottle of beard oil should last you for a long time. It's not something that you're going to, you're not going to need them. You know, it's not going to be a month's time turnaround on buying another bottle, even if you use it every day, because you shouldn't be, you know, creating a pool of it in your hand. It should be, you know, two, three squirts, rub it between your hands and work it in. And that's pretty much it. It's it, because it, it, it is oil and it does spread. It goes a long way. So if you're, you know, if you're spending $35 a month on this, you're doing it wrong. Um, but it's, it's, it's worth the price. It's worth the price all day, every day. And to Nicholas beer works, I need to apologize because, uh, I had this up and tagged them in the Instagram story a few weeks ago. I was going to review this and talk about this product, but, um, after I made that post, I talked to Paul and Paul and I originally had the idea for this podcast a couple of years ago and we weren't in contact the way that we are now. And so when I was going to do this podcast, I hadn't had the chance to actually talk to him and see if he wanted to actually still be involved. So once I did that, after I made that post, he and I talked and he didn't have any of this on hand. He had to purchase some and, um, because of shipping and all that, we had to push it back some. So my apologies on that. That was, that was my fault, but we're glad to finally get it onto the show. Now it's, it's great. It's a great product. And I recommend it to anybody that has a beard yep, short, absolutely. long period. Yeah. And like you said, I mean, two ounces for 35 bucks is even with, even if you have a nice big beard, two ounces is going to last you. The bottle I got from NicholasBeardWorks.com was, um, one ounce and it was $20. I think it's like 24 bucks with tax and shipping or something like that. Um, and quick ship, I got it five days, I think, something like that after ordering. Nice. And okay. so, um, really like the company. Like I said, um, glad that you had this bottle and you wanted to do it. So, made me purchase one and uh, I'm, I'm glad I did. Um, now, when you were talking about the, the mini samples, I completely forgot that they sent me a little tiny super tiny vial like about the size of a jelly bean almost um of something it was unmarked so i i assume that's a different scent maybe so i completely forgot that they sent that to me i have to go dig that out and check that out too but that was just thrown in there so seems like a good company they take care of the customers quick shipping and like i said it's quality product you can tell by hand labeling hand dipped you can tell they cut this label because they cut a little bit off the top you know i mean it's it's all it's all handmade so that's off to them. Like I said, NicholasBeardWorks.com. Check them out. For sure. For sure. Yes, absolutely. All right. So shall we uh shall we move on to this pours on me? Absolutely. All right. So Paul took care of me this time he uh he sent me some willet family estate straight rye uh this particular batch is coming in at 111.6 you know it's it's got the green the the green tops 
the Willett family estate bottled small batch ryes. Those are um, used to be my go-to because I prefer rye over, you know, bourbon. Um, so I would get them normally in Virginia at $49.99 all day long. Now, then there was a period mostly through COVID that you couldn't find them anywhere around me. Now they're back on the shelf everywhere, but they're like $89.99. Really? Yep. I can get them. I can go to the store right now and grab you one for $89.99, but for it's delicious. It's wonderful. I love this ride, but 90 bucks is pushing it. I mean, I could get three bottles of this old Forrester ride for that price, you know? So for sure. To have one hand, and I have half a, I probably have half a dozen of them in there because when I was getting them at forty nine ninety nine, I was every trip to the liquor store I'd grab one, you know, because they were they were this was like my everyday rye. Um, but now at ninety bucks, it's kind of priced itself out of being the everyday rye. So here we can get them for so the retail price or <clears throat> at least the price on uh, Total Wines website right now is 63 bucks um and i can find them <clears throat> i can go to kroger they're sold out on the on the total wine website right now but i can go to kroger right down the street and get you a bottle right now for about that price it's nice to be able to find that it's a four-year rye i don't really know what the mash bill is on this one i would assume it's their high rye i could be wrong still four-year four-year rye i can get this around here for about 63 bucks maybe a little less if I go to Kroger. This is, it's a fantastic ride and it's actually going pretty damn well with this cigar. Yeah, absolutely. And I just looked, um, you can't find it at Total Wine, but the Total Wine's by me. Uh, it says it's $69.99 for a bottle. So I guess that's the MSRP. Um, and they also say they have um, the 50 mils for $7.99, which I do, I should have brought it out. I do have a couple of those. They make like, Good little throw-ins, you know. When I, if I send somebody a bunch of samples, you can just throw them in a, you know, a sealed Willet one because they're kind of cool. They're taller, taller bottles, taller skinny bottles like this one, even at the seven, but even at the fifty mil. Um, but yeah, I'm not finding a bottle at Total One for sixty nine ninety nine. Yeah, Willet Family Estate, the uh, the rye, it's a. Fantastic. You know, I've got a couple bottles upstairs, but they're a lower proof than Paul's. And uh, this is the one that we wanted to showcase. Paul and I are both fans of higher proof whiskey. Paul is more into the rise than I am. He's got the, uh, you know, the whole, the, the, the Maryland thing going on there. A lot of the best rise, the rye whiskeys in the world coming from Maryland. I've had some Sagamores. Paul was the one that turned me on to Sagamore. Uh, one of the coolest bottle shapes out there on the shelves. Definitely some fantastic whiskeys that they're that they've got coming out of that distillery. Now that now it's their own distillate finally, and it's it blows away what they were sourcing in my mind. Um, they've been you know real transparent about their transition. You know they had to got a source. This whiskey doesn't you know doesn't age quickly. You should say so. You're starting a brand. You know, you got to get creative until what you're putting down is is ready for the public. So they were up front and open about it, which I respect. And, yeah, that's that's one of my favorite rye brands is Sagamore. And some of their finishing, like their tequila finished is, I mean, one of my top ten favorite whiskeys. Is that right? 
Yeah, I'll have to bring some of that to you. Okay, okay. Fantastic. I've heard good things about the rum finish. Rum finishes for me are are hit and miss with rye. I like rum finished bourbons, but rum finished ryes are hit or miss for me. Theirs was good, but I prefer a rum finished bourbon than a rum finished rye for whatever reason. And I'm a big fan of rum, so it just the the two pl- flavor profiles don't always play nice with each other for my palate, at least. So I like a good rum finished rye when the spiciness lends itself to the rum flavors. Um, but the, the botanical uh, bits kind of take a back seat to everything else, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. I've got a redemption rye that's rum finished upstairs. Yep, and that's good. Yes, it is. Holy I like shit. That one. Yep, yeah. I did like that one. Yeah. So anyway, um, I believe that concludes another episode of Bourbon Beards and Belvedere's. As always, like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite social media platforms. All platforms can be found on our website at bourbonbeardsandbelvedere's.com. Please follow us. Beards and Belvedere's is produced and recorded by Adam Bolden and Paul Rousseau. Editing by Adam Bolden. Music by Ryan Johnson. If you would like to help us continue to grow, please like, rate, and review on your favorite podcast platform. Don't forget to follow us on our, our social media links, which can all be found on our website at bourbonbeardsandbelvedere's.com. Enjoy your pours and smokes responsibly. Cheers. Cheers.